Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, breaking news. The special counsel brings new charges against Donald Trump in the Mar-a-Lago classified document case as prosecutors allege the former president's aides attempted to delete surveillance video. Here are tonight's headlines. Donald Trump's lawyers meet with the special counsel's team for an hour as a possible indictment over election interference looms. And the breaking news, a third defendant added in the Mar-a-Lago case. Heat alerts are in effect for 35 states and Washington, D.C. It is going to be hot. It is going to be humid. And tonight we're tracking severe weather with reports of tornadoes. The crane collapse in Hell's Kitchen. We're learning more about what may have caused the crane to catch fire. The preliminary cause may have been hydraulic fluid that leaked onto a hot plate near the engine of the crane. The new concerns about Mitch McConnell's health after we learn he's fallen multiple times this year before he froze mid-sentence at a press conference. The evasive action a pilot took to avoid a mid-air collision with a plane full of passengers. The CDC with new information about the dangers of ticks. Tonight, how you can protect your family. Every summer we see an increase in tick-borne diseases. This used to be an alfalfa field. Now they're farming for the sun. What's really changed is recognizing that we need a more diverse energy mix. I think it's amazing what this project is doing right now. And swing ball headed down, tied and one. She did it, her run. And the come-from-behind goal that kept America's World Cup dreams alive. Rose put in an absolute dime and happy for the goal. Proud of the team and their response.
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. I'm James Brown in Fenora. And we begin tonight with breaking news in the investigation of former President Donald Trump's alleged mishandling of classified documents after leaving office. The former president is facing new charges, including allegations of obstruction of justice and the willful retention of national defense information. This brings the total number of charges to 40 in the first ever federal indictment of a former president. Plus, a third defendant has been named in the case. He's being described as a Mar-a-Lago employee who helped move some of the boxes containing classified material. CBS's Robert Costa has been following these late-breaking details, and he joins me here. Good evening, Robert. Good evening, JB. A flurry of sudden developments tonight at the Justice Department. Just in the last hour, a third person named as a defendant in that Mar-a-Lago's document case, Carlos de Oliveira, a worker at the property, was accused of attempting to delete security footage. Trump was also charged with new counts, including an additional count of retaining more classified documents. CBS News has identified that document as related to Iran and national security, and which Trump has allegedly have shown that to aides. The trial for that case is scheduled for Florida next year, and the defendant who was named today is scheduled to appear in court on July 31st. And then on the separate January 6th investigation led by the special counsel, Trump's lawyers met today with Justice Department officials. Now, no indictment was issued by the grand jury today, but sources close to Trump still believe it's possible in the coming days. And Trump described the meeting between his attorneys and the DOJ as productive. But sources tell us that meeting also featured extensive back and forth about the scope of possible charges facing Trump, which were outlined in a recent target letter signaling a possible indictment that was sent to Trump. This all comes as Trump continues to be the front runner in the Republican presidential race and is working to consolidate his support. And he plans to head to the battleground state of Pennsylvania and to Iowa this weekend. JB. Robert Cox with the late breaking details. Thank you very much. We turn now to the extreme weather with 175 million Americans under threat of brutal heat and dangerous storms. A possible tornado touched down in New Hampshire where there are reports of scattered damage. Meanwhile, the unrelenting record heat dome has expanded into the Northeast. CBS's Roxana Saberi reports on the volatile weather. That's the tornado. Nuh-uh. This video captured the rare moment a reported tornado spun through Keene, New Hampshire, part of a pattern of volatile weather covering a large section of the Northeast. Farther south, the excessive heat is now baking New York City. Highs here hit 94 today, but that didn't stop tourists like the Dormans from visiting Times Square. So what were your plans in New York, and has the heat affected them at all? No. Um, Either way. Everywhere. The EPA says urban heat islands like the concrete jungle of New York can get up to 7 degrees hotter than surrounding areas. But this is not our first heat wave. And with climate change accelerating, it won't be our last. Across the country, heat alerts are in effect for 35 states and Washington, D.C. Scott McFarlane is there. Here in the nation's capital, the temperature could hit 100 degrees for the first time in seven years. At the peak of sightseeing and tourism season, the city has ordered splash parks and cooling centers open. They've also ordered pet owners not to leave their animals outside unattended. At the White House, President Biden talked about the extreme heat. We should be protecting workers from hazardous conditions, and we will. And those states where they do not, 
I'm going to be calling them out. In Philadelphia, where it feels like 103 degrees, hospitals are bracing for an influx of people suffering from heat illnesses. I don't care if it's the hottest day of the year. Bring it on. Back here in New York, the city says green spaces like this one in Central Park are significantly cooler than elsewhere in town. The city has opened around 500 cooling centers and extended public pool hours, and it's asking people to conserve energy when they can in an effort to avoid power outages. JB, Roxana Saberi in New York City. Thank you, Roxana. And for the latest on this sweltering heat, and if there is any relief in sight, let's bring in meteorologist Jackie Jarris from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Jackie. Good evening, JB. Another couple of hours of severe storms into the Northeast, primarily a damaging wind threat, but a few tornadoes will still be possible yet this evening. And if that tornado is confirmed in New Hampshire, it's a rare thing. Only two on average happen each and every year. Now, as those storms move out tonight, we're still going to be stuck with the heat for your Friday. In fact, temperatures well into the 90s for most of us and feels like temperatures exceeding 100 degrees. So check on your people and check on your pets. Now, the next cold front will be approaching from the Midwest and working into the Northeast on your Saturday and leaving in its wake, JB, much cooler temperatures and drier air. Jackie, thank you very much. The FAA is investigating a midair incident where an Allegiant air flight and a private Gulfstream jet were forced to take evasive action to avoid a possible collision. It happened on Sunday at an altitude of 23,000 feet, about 30 minutes after the Allegiant flight took off from Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport with 181 people on board. Allegiant says its pilot received an automated alert about another aircraft at the same altitude and changed course. The Allegiant plane returned to Fort Lauderdale where a flight attendant was treated for injuries. And we're learning more about the possible cause of that terrifying construction crane accident high above Midtown Manhattan on Wednesday. CBS's Lilia Luciano raced to the scene when it happened, and she's back there tonight with new details in the investigation. There are more questions into the crane company and operator behind Wednesday's crane collapse that sent 16 tons of concrete on a massive piece of machinery crashing down 45 stories onto a busy Manhattan street. A high-ranking official tells CBS New York that the preliminary cause of the fire is a hydraulic fluid leak. Yesterday, the fire department praised the crane operator's efforts. We give a lot of credit to the crane operator, but the fire overwhelmed that operator and had to exit the crane. Records show that operator was fined and had his license suspended in 2008 after he cut the guardrail of a crane platform, resulting in the death of a worker who apparently wasn't wearing a harness properly. What are investigators looking at? They're looking at maintenance records. They're looking at logs. They're looking at past maintenance records on the crane. Was it inspected? According to officials, the last time that crane was inspected by the city was on June 15th. What we're seeing today is this new crane that was brought in by contractors to clear any debris. The building, the Department of Buildings says that all structures are sound and that today there were inspectors braving a 550-foot climb to gather evidence at the site at that engine cab where the fire got started. JB. Lilia with the latest in New York City. Well, tonight we're learning more about the health of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The 81-year-old Republican insists he's fine after yesterday's alarming incident 
where he suddenly stopped speaking during a press conference. CBS's Nicole Killing reports it's not the first time he's stumbled. How are you doing today? Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell started his day meeting with the Italian Prime Minister and delivering remarks on the Senate floor. His speech at times slightly slowed. Well, he's right about that. He made no mention of Wednesday's halting news conference. Which sparked a call last night from President Biden. I told him I got a sandbag. CBS News has learned before that incident, the 81-year-old Kentucky Republican has occasionally required the use of a wheelchair and suffered from at least two falls earlier this year that weren't previously disclosed. One episode occurred this month at Reagan National Airport and another in February during a trip to Helsinki to meet the president of Finland. Senator, do you have a quick second? North Carolina's Ted Budd was with him as part of the U.S. delegation. It was also very icy at the time, so it could happen to any of us. Did it delay the meeting in any way, or it's no. just kind of business as usual? Business as usual. In March of this year, McConnell also fell at a Washington event, suffering a concussion and a broken rib that required about six weeks of rehab. Kept him out of uh, service for a while, but uh, but he's back. How are you feeling, Senator? California Senator Dianne Feinstein also returned to the Senate this spring after a nearly three-month absence due to shingles. The 90-year-old Democrat's health remains under scrutiny, and just today she had this awkward exchange during a committee vote. Just say aye. Okay, just a Feinstein spokesperson says the committee was a little chaotic as it tried to complete its work before the August recess and the senator got preoccupied. She announced her retirement earlier this year. McConnell hasn't said if he intends to run for re-election in 2026 when he'll be 84. JB? Nicole Killian on Capitol Hill. Now to an important health alert. Today, the Centers for Disease Control is warning about a potentially life-threatening red meat allergy caused by tick bites. The report estimates 450,000 people may have contracted the disease known as alpha-gal syndrome. CBS's Meg Oliver reports the alert comes as health officials report cases of tick-borne diseases are rising. Last year, 53-year-old Carmen Stangoda began suffering from fatigue, muscle spasms, and slurred speech. Eight months of testing, six different doctors from primary neurologists, uh, ear, nose, and throat, endocrinologists. The father of four from New Jersey was finally diagnosed with Lyme disease from a tick bite that didn't show the most common symptom, a bullseye-like rash. You know, there's good hours and bad hours. It impacts all the things you take for granted that you do every day. Other symptoms include headaches, fatigue, and muscle aches. Every summer we see an increase in tick-borne diseases. Dr. Lori Handy says the number of ticks and tick-borne infections nationwide is on the rise, likely due to climate change. Ticks can survive uh, in different areas because it's warmer, and that then can lead to more infections in humans. To prevent an infection, doctors recommend wearing long clothes and using bug spray with DEET, changing and showering once home, checking your body in a full-length mirror, and throwing your clothes in the dryer. Turn it on high, and if any ticks remain on the clothes, they'll, they'll just kill that after about 10 minutes. If you do find a tick, you should grasp it with tweezers close to the skin and steadily pull it out. The majority of tick-borne infections are easily treatable with antibiotics. I really, truly hope that I can just help one other person, 10 other people. This has really been quite an experience. Meg Oliver, CBS News. 
With the nation baking under a record heat wave, America's largest electrical grid operator issued a level one emergency alert this morning, warning of potential blackouts from D.C. to Chicago. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Carter Evans takes a look at how solar farms could save the country's fragile energy grid. Next to the rows of alfalfa, another type of farm is taking root in Kern County, California, one that's harvesting clean, renewable energy. These panels track the sun all day. Alicia Knapp is president and CEO of BHE Renewables, owner of Solar Star, one of the largest solar farms in the country with a peak output of 586 megawatts. How many homes can that power? About 255,000 California homes. There are more than 5,000 solar farms across the U.S., producing about 3.5% of the nation's electricity, and dozens of new facilities are being added every month. The increase in available solar energy is a much-needed boost for power grids currently strained by the summer's record-breaking heat. Like a mirage in the desert, the 1.7 million panels that make up Solar Star cover more than five square miles of unused farmland. Which is more difficult, acquiring the land or getting the transmission lines to transport the electricity? Transmission, hands down. And what could make things even more difficult is if your transmission corridor goes between states. Lorelai Oviat, Director of Planning and Natural Resources for Kern County, says red tape and delays constructing power lines are holding back solar growth. When Sacramento tells me that they need 600,000 acres of solar, my question to them is, where's the transmission? And the reason is because people don't like them. Do people say, I don't want this stuff in my backyard? They do. Another issue? Too much solar power is wasted. Does this farm sometimes generate more power than is demanded from it? Yes, it does. Mainly in the in the peak of the day. The most common method to store excess power right now is called pump storage hydropower. It uses the extra electricity to pump water to an uphill reservoir. When the power is needed, the water is released back down through a generator. You want to be able to maximize the output and store the energy and then use it when you need it. Knapp says recent advances in technology will soon connect more farms to giant rechargeable batteries that will enable the use of solar power long after the sun goes down. For Ion America, I'm Carter Evans in Rosamond, California. There's an update tonight on Bronny James from his father, LeBron James, and the hospital where he was treated for cardiac arrest. That's next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500 500. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Los Angeles hospital where Bronny James, the 18-year-old son of NBA superstar LeBron James, was treated earlier this week for cardiac arrest, says he is now resting at home. A cardiologist says Bronny James was fully conscious when he arrived at the hospital after his health scare at USC's basketball practice, and doctors are now encouraged by his progress. LeBron James thanked everyone for their love and prayers today, saying, quote, we have our family together, safe and healthy. Something very unexpected has been found in Trader Joe's unexpected broccoli cheddar soup, leading to a recall. We'll have the details next. Now, an important consumer alert. The FDA has announced a recall of nearly 11,000 cases of Trader Joe's store brand soup. Health officials say insects have been found in 20-ounce packages of unexpected broccoli cheddar soup that were shipped to Florida, Texas, California, Washington, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut. The U.S. women's national soccer team had fans on the edge of their seats at the World Cup. That's next. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The U.S. women's national soccer team came from behind to eke out a tie against the Netherlands at the World Cup. Co-captain Lindsay Horan didn't appreciate being knocked down by her friend and club teammate, Danielle Vondidonk. The two engage and exchange words before Horan answered in the best way possible by heading in the game-tying goal. The American and Dutch stars were all smiles after the game, saying, you can fight on the field, but remain friends. And before we go, we here at CBS News have lost a member of our family. Longtime 60 Minutes and CBS News producer Katie Spikes has died following a five-year battle against cancer. Katie was a talented producer, a beloved colleague, mentor, and friend. 
She is survived by her loving husband, Donald, her two sons, 16-year-old James, 12-year-old Owen, and a stepson, 27-year-old Brandon. All of us here at CBS News extend our deepest sympathies to her family. Katie Spikes was 53 years old. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm James Brown. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.